The Penguins have played three games since Ian Cole got traded and Matt Hunwick took his spot. Hunwick was minus three during that 6-5 loss at Florida Saturday. He was even in each of the other two games and had a goal last night. Is that really that bad? Is that really worthy of the excrement storm you're raining down on Matt Hunwick? Has Hunwick really looked that awful? Is Hunwick really going to be why the Penguins don't win another cup? Before Hunwick got back in the lineup on the 17th, he hadn't played in a month. Hunwick just needs to get some games, and he needs to get in the groove on the PK where Cole really was very valuable. But give it some time. Wait for a larger sample, and wait for actual disaster to occur before blaming somebody for that disaster. Hunwick played more minutes in last year's playoffs than anybody else on Toronto's defense. Mike Babcock, the Leafs coach, is very well respected. Do you think you know more about hockey than Mike Babcock? Because if you do, and you are a Hunwick hater, then guess what? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I, I got to tell this quick LeBron James story. I'd love to hear from some haters of Hunwick, too, just to argue. Let's mix it up. Come on. 412-333-WXDX. LeBron James last night became the first NBA player with 30,000 career points, 8,000 career rebounds, and 8,000 assists. Now, I happen to think LeBron James is the best basketball player that's ever lived. I know he agrees with me because he said last night, I'm a -a one-of-a-kind player. But you know what narrative he promulgates that really reminds me of Heinz Ward? Remember how Heinz said nobody ever gave me a chance? Meanwhile, he was a third-round pick. That's a chance. LeBron said last night, and has said before, I come from the bottom. Is that right? I know you didn't grow up rich, but I don't think LeBron James grew up on welfare. And his basketball talent was so evident that by the time he was a sophomore in high school, it was very evident he was going to be a millionaire. And I think back then, since the NBA didn't conspire with the colleges to have that stupid one-and-done rule? Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't LeBron have a shoe deal while he was still? Oh, no, he couldn't because it would have violated high school rules. But he was getting backdoor money from the shoe companies, I'm sure, from the time he was 14 years old on. One-of-a-kind player I agree with. For LeBron to say he came from the bottom, I don't know about that. 412-333-9939. Let's go to Denny, east of Pittsburgh. Denny, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mr. Madden, you worried about the flyers yet? The jump in the pen? I don't think your sales and your search going to do too good. What are you talking about? Are you talking flyers about the flyers are... that haven't won a cup since 1975? 
Those Flyers? How old are you? Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? 26. Buddy. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? I don't live in the past. Man. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? Well, okay, let's live in the present. Let's live in the present, Junior. Let's live in the present. The Penguins are two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Is that present enough for you? The Flyers didn't make the playoffs last year. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? I just know they're higher than Stanley. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? Guess not. That shows how desperate fans of that franchise are when they're wallowing in the very minimal glory of being in first place at the end of February. Let's go to Frank in the car. Frank, you're on the Mark Madden Show. How's it doing, Mr. Madden? What up, man? Hey, man. I'm calling to talk about superstition. So we know hockey players are superstitious, but I'm a superstitious kind of guy. And Shiri's play, since he changed that name, where it was brought to everybody's attention that his name's not Shiri, it's Sherry. He said his name is Sherry and not Shiri. And he Correct. scored a lot more goals when he was Sheary. So let's change it. Why? It's not really my problem. It's not my name either. <laughs> what do you want to change it to? No, let's go back to when he was playing well. Here's an idea. Let's change it to Tocket. See if that helps. That'll work just fine. We could have Steve Perry come in. Oh, Sherry. What was the next? I always thought the next line of that song was Hose Down. Pimps Up. Hose down. Let's go to Jim in Heidelberg. Jim, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Yep. Hey, LeBron James. Uh, first of all, Jordan was definitely better. I don't, I don't think know. so, but go ahead. Well, when you got six for six rings and you're three for eight in the NBA yep, Finals. Yep, Scott, Scott, right Scotty Pippen has six rings, too. Was he better than LeBron? Scotty Pippen? Yep. No. Okay, but he has six rings. He must be better than LeBron. Okay, Jordan was the man, okay? So, seriously. No, he wasn't. Seriously. Yes, I mean, yes, LeBron's, LeBron's yes. stronger, more aggressive. I'd take LeBron. If you want to, you know, whack it and smack it over Jordan, you go ahead and do that. I'm sure you've been doing it for years, but I'm entitled to oh. my opinion, and you, too, are entitled to my opinion. So, so what's oh, your, your point? Your opinion's crap, and also, too. Is oh, my opinion's it. crap? Oh, no, don't say that. You've hurt my feelings now. I'd bust you in your big, fat mouth, you jerk. I'm sure that guy caught up to make some kind of a point, and I bet he forgot what it was. Oh, here's how it goes. Oh, Sherry, our love holds on, holds on, holds on. I like hose down, as in pimps up, hose down, or as in my love is so red hot that I have to hose myself down. That appeals to me. 412-333-9939. That, that hit was the worst thing that could have happened to Steve Perry because he did that solo album and said, you know what? I can make it without Journey, and then I get to keep all the money. Well, it turns out he disappeared from the face of the earth after he left Journey, and they've gone through how many singers? I think they're on their third since Perry, and they just never stopped selling tickets because people... Just want to hear the song. Seriously. That's why those bands that go out there, like like Foreigner with only Mick Jones and Leonard Skinner with only Gary Rossington, they sell a billion tickets because people just want to hear the songs. That's the truth.
Let's go to uh, Josh in Sarver. Josh, show to Mark Mad Show. Hi, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to ask you your thoughts on um, Hunwick. I'm not a Hunwick basher. I, I actually like the way he plays. Well, I think he could be playing a little bit better, but I think he will once he gets some games in and gets used to being back on the left side. They switched him right. Now he's back left. It's going to take a bit of time. Although, to be fair, to be accurate, rather, it shouldn't take much longer. I agree. Um, I kind of compare him to the Ron Hainsey of last year. Um, well, Hainsey was like, what, 6'4"? And Hunwick's 5'11", and he's lying about that. More more of like the fan perception of Ron Hainsey. Oh, no, I think the fans got behind Ron Hainsey big time. They did, but I think it took him a while, and I think they'll do the same Once they thing realized that Ron Hainsey was a fan of my work in wrestling, the whole town rallied behind him, as did Ric Flair. Woo! Good Mark. What? Good point. As always. Actually, Hainsey was an NWO guy, not a four horseman. Let's go to Mike on the turnpike. Mike, you're on with Mark. Good afternoon, Mark. Hey, I just got a rules question. In baseball, there they only have a limited number of times between the big club and the, and the minors. In hockey, is it unlimited? I mean, how many times can they? No, no. You you reach a certain time? point. I believe it's years of service. You reach a certain point with years of service where you have to pass through waivers to go down. But it's not a it's not a certain amount of times to be called up and sent down. I think there's a limited amount that can happen at a certain point in the season. Uh, but that's why Jari was, was ruled an emergency call-up because emergency call-ups due to injuries are unlimited. Let's go to uh, Amundo in Gibsonia. Amundo, you're on with Double M. All right, so previously you said LeBron's the greatest of all time, correct? Yes. Could we really put Kyle Korver in that same discussion? Why, because he's white? Is he white? I don't know. I know they have... No, he can't be white because they only have the one white guy, Kevin Love. I don't follow the NBA that closely. I just think LeBron's badass. Like, when I turn on the NBA, I watch the star. If the star doesn't have the ball, I'm not interested. Or TJ McConnell, but he's becoming a star. What if LeBron went to Philly because he does like TJ? What if LeBron went to Philly and said, the reason I came here was so TJ McConnell could get me the ball? We got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. I can't get friggin' O Sherry out of my head now. Damn it. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. What's up, mate? Legalizing something and doing it to the point of being stupid are two different things, stupid. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. 412-333-9939. Don't forget tomorrow night. I'll be at the fire pit in Irwin for Penguins viewing party. Please do join me. I'll have all the usual crap, the flyers, troll shirts, the autograph pictures, Crosby plaques for the kids. I'm never going to run out of those Crosby plaques. In fact, if you buy a shirt, you get a Crosby plaque for free. Give it to a kid, bust it over your friend's head. I don't care, but please do join me at the fire pit tomorrow night in Irwin to watch the Penguins game. Let's go to Jimmy and Cecil. Help, Cecil, help. You're on the Mark Madden Show. How you doing, Super Genius? Good. Hey, I got a question. Why is I just got done watching our local news. Why is it the Steelers got to be on the news every day? Now they're saying Sejir ain't playing for 2018. Yeah, I 
I could have guessed that. around here can't figure that out, that he's not going to play Well, but, but you got to understand, the news stopped being about the news a long time ago. Now it's about ratings and getting people to watch the TV. And if you can tease news about Ryan Shazier, even when it's not news, like you said, something anybody could have figured out, it equates to ratings. It's all about ratings and not actual news value. Let's go to Randy in the car. Randy, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Randy, you're on the air. Hey, Mark. Uh, my question is uh, kind of twofold. I know the salary cap in, in the NFL is about $100 million a year more than the NHL, and I know they dress more players, but ultimately it's about 24 starters with offense and defense and the two kickers. Why is it so much higher than the NHL and the NHL season so much longer? You really need me to answer that? Yes, please. Okay. A salary cap is based on percentage of revenue produced by the sport. Which sport do you think produces more revenue? Yeah, I know. The NFL or NHL? Oh, definitely the NFL. Well, then I think that's a relatively simple thing to figure out, isn't it? It is. Anything else? You know, when you have a premier player like Sidney Crosby, I think he should make more money than Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I'm going to go really slow this time. A salary cap allocates money to the players based on a percentage of gross revenue. Ergo, if football produces a lot more revenue, and it does, then the best player in that sport will get more than the best player in the sport that produces less revenue because, again, I'm saying for either the third, fourth, maybe the fifth time, it's based on a percentage of revenue. Percentage of revenue. Is any of this getting through? Yeah, so do you think that's going to change now that less people are watching the NFL? Yeah, I think, I think Crosby will make more than Bell within two or three weeks. Thank you for the call. That guy just wasn't going to take no for an answer, so I gave him yes for an answer and sent him on his way. Sid, if you're listening, that's not going to happen. Let's go to Sean in South Hill. Sean. Actually, Sid makes more than any running back but Bell. Ha! So there. Let's go to Sean in South Hill. Sean, you're on with Double M. Mark. Sean. Hey, uh, I was curious. Everything I've read, I haven't heard. Uh, do you know anything more about Jordan Stahl's No, you don't need to know anything more about Jordan Stahl's infant uh, daughter dying. You just don't need to know it. Stahl's, he put out a tweet today thanking people for their concern, and let's just leave it at that. I don't know why you would feel you need to know that. Thank you for the call. Up next, Dejan, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing, brother? Hey, double M, thanks for taking the call. Getting the fast lane, Grandma. I'm ready to go to Tim Hortons for some fat-free donuts. The X at 105.9. With me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, what's your initial impression of the new-look Penguins after last night's loss to New Jersey? Well, my initial impression, Mark, was actually that I was impressed with the new-look Devils more than anything. That team could really fly, and they have some young guys, some children, really, when you look at the age of that roster. And I thought that it was unfortunate that they gave the Penguins problems. In that regard, so the, my real impression—I thought the Penguins mostly gave themselves problems, but but do go on. They did some of that, but the Devils pressed them, and the Devils pressed them in all three zones, and and it, uh, certainly was not old school New Jersey. Could the Penguins have reacted to it, responded to it better? Yeah, Mike Sullivan said as much after the game. Uh, I, I'll tell you this: that I, 
more than anything, the the impression that I had was I like what Sid has got back on his lines. Uh, I love Gino's line, and I think that the Broussard line will be just fine with Phil Kessel once somebody other than Connor Sherry's on the left side. Yeah, and I think that's inevitable, although yeah. Zach Aston Reese is hurt right now. Right. And that's lucky for Sherry. Sherry has to pick it up. Four goals in 41 games, zero shots last night. I think he has to do or die in this next stretch of games because if he doesn't, when Aston Reese comes back, I figure that job goes to him. Oh, I, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, Mike Sullivan can't be more open about his appreciation for what Aston Reese has done in the short time. And look, we're talking about four goals in his past six games, all at even strength. Are you kidding? I mean, he's got to be back out there once he's healthy. Sherry, you know, he had the one whiff last night that really stood out, but the puck was bouncing. I'm not going to bury him for that. In general, you're just not seeing him. And Well, unless he gets points, he doesn't contribute. Well, I mean, you know, he when he's on top of his game, I think you can see him be, you know, responsible, make smart decisions with the puck in all three zones, but you're not seeing him in any capacity right now. And it can't be as simple as saying, well, you know, when he was with Sid, they were working some nice give and goes. Well, you, you can pull people off the street and say that about them. Well, they have to do those give and goes, but I, I think Sherry's usefulness to Sid has come and gone. I think it's going to be Gensel and Rust. Do you like that? Uh, yeah, I like that yeah, line. Me I, too. I like the lines in general right now. Yeah. I just I just think that it's a three-line team now. People talking about rolling four lines. Oh. Uh, the guys on the fourth line are going to kill penalties, yeah. and that's it. It's a three-line team mostly. Yeah, that's what I, I wrote my column about today on the site, was that it looks like that fourth line is going to be just basically storage space for penalty kill guys. And, and we, that's okay. And that's fine, but especially if you weigh in, and this I really like, because in playoffs you get into a lot of really important little situations that you have Carter Rowney, who's a guy that can take a right-handed defensive zone draw. That doesn't excite the general populace. It's not going to start a chant in the crowd, but it might win you the game. And and I think that's the way that Mike Sullivan and Jacques Martin, in particular, because of the PK, are approaching it. Now, you, you mentioned the speed of the Devils, and the Penguins won the last two Cups based on speed, but mm-hmm. a lot of teams seem to be catching up, literally, in that regard. Yeah, catching up in terms of philosophically as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it, that's... That's going to make this a challenge for the Penguins because of late, when they have faced teams that are fast, and in a couple of cases, possibly New Jersey, faster, uh, it's created a problem for them. And when you look at the, the Eastern Conference playoff field, the teams that are going to be up and at near the top, you're talking about Tampa uh, in particular, they're just loaded right now. You don't have to worry about Tampa until the conference final, though. I know. I'm looking at the, at the Metro Division. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's likely the Penguins will play the Flyers that they'll finish 2-3. The Flyers are faster than people think and younger. But they're the team the Penguins would kill. It would be a nervy series because they're the Flyers. And, and there's that baggage, the rivalry. And but, uh, they well, don't have a goaltender. Well, they don't have much defense either. But, but, but the funny part <laughs> they is... They have defense. They, they're just all really young. I think... I. They're, they're, they're vanilla midgets. I, I think Gostas Bear might be the most overrated oh, player on the planet. You don't like Gostas Bear? Oh, he's short and he's soft. You don't want to talk about the Flyers anyway. The, you know, the, the, look at this uh, this playoff picture right now. What concerns me in watching the Penguins lately is that the faster teams have given them problems. I thought Florida came at them with some speed, too, uh, the other night in Sunrise. And they're going to have to find a way to play But that. in a best-of-seven series where speed can draw a bead on speed... Then I think skill wins. Skill will win because finishing will win. 
Now, uh, what are the pros and cons of the Penguins' bottom pair on D right now? Because people are acting like Matt Hunwick might give them smallpox. <laughs> well, he'd have to be in their vicinity to do that. And he's, he he's, stay... clo- he's close enough as far as the, <laughs> the citizens are concerned. And he doesn't stay close enough to anybody for that to be an issue. Um, I'll say this. Let's start with this premise. Jamie Alexiak has been really, really good for the Penguins. But not the last couple games he hasn't. He hasn't. But that's not a coincidence. Oh, I don't blame that on Hunwick. You're, you're, uh, I'm you're not saying that I blame are. it on Hunwick. I'm saying that I blame it on the fact that Ian Cole isn't there, and they worked well together. There is such a thing uh, where there's a there's a give and take there. Uh, they got very comfortable. They communicated a lot. Cole is extremely communicative when he's on the ice. Yeah, he's the fifth defenseman. That's fine. But what are we talking about here? The fifth and sixth defenseman, right? And and and, and Alexiak. Uh, needs a partner. He needs a guy that's going to work with him because you can see clearly that there's good things to bring out of him. And if that's not going to be Hunwick, even if Hunwick can play well individually, which I don't know that he can, then you oh, have boy, to you're, try. You're, you're overreacting you're, no, way you know, too I'm not, much. Because all you're doing Hunwick here, I know what you're time. up to here because you don't like Chad Ruedel. That's all this is about. No, it's not. I thought it was. No, no, this is about Ian Cole not being that good. Okay, well, I don't know. That that's you, my, that's my, you don't have that's to. That's my subtle agenda here. To me. That Ian Cole is disposable. Ian Cole might or might not be disposable. I can, I'll disagree with you on that. I think He's that in this defenseman. case. But again, By definition, that's the fifth defensemen are disposable. here. If. I think that if you put an ordinary defenseman who works well with Jamie Alexiak, then you have a fine third pairing. That's my point here. You don't think that's Matt Hunwick? I don't think that's Hunwick. You, how can you? You uh, watch. You watched. How him. did he? Yeah, I watched him in Toronto last year, where he led the Leafs in minutes on defense yeah, in the playoffs. You're, you're damning him with faint praise, but yeah. What do you mean? I mean, you're right. Who plays Mike, defense on that team? Mike Babcock's clueless. You're right. I didn't say he was. Nobody plays defense on that team. And eh. Babcock himself has said that he just let, basically lets them run and gun. I, I look at, at this defense right now, and I'd like to see, maybe not necessarily tomorrow night in Boston, but very soon, Chad Ruweedle needs to get a look. I think Alexia. Chad Ruweedle needs to get a game. That's fair. Just you to, mean as opposed to zero in two months? Yes. But yeah. Yes, I think in case he... That's he, fair. He, even if even if Hunwick and Alexak were playing very well together, Ruweedle needs to get a game just Let's so he's him. ready if injury dictates. I, I just I, I want to see him. I, I want to see him out there with Alexiak. That's all. Alexiak can play the left side. Oh, I know. But that would be a switch. It wouldn't be a switch, but a Ruweedle would be on the right. No, it would be a switch. I mean, there would be an adjustment sure. for Alexiak, like there is right now, I believe, for Hunwick moving back left from right. But it would be a more welcome switch than having to play with someone who's not ever near another so you're, body. You're horribly underestimating Hunwick's ability and value. Apparent, apparently, I am. Yeah, you are. Based on, a, <laughs> apparently, based, based on, based on my own sample, my own eyeballs of watching him all season long, I, I'm underestimating. Now, there's there's better than him, but there's worse than him too. There probably and think, are. And I think Chad Ruedel is, is one of I don't know about that. the latter. Now, I, I do like the line combinations right now. If it's a three-line team, yeah. those are three pretty good lines. Yeah, and I also like the, you know, the idea of mixing Riley Shane into it. Why not Shane as the third-line left winger and then just completely scrap the fourth-line concept? Uh, there's different ways of looking at that. The Penguins have a challenging schedule in March, but it's not a particularly important schedule. Uh, you can find ways to space things out. At the same time, let your star players get into an even 
grind. That's the part that gets underestimated about the idea. Well, what if you rotate three lines, you're going to wear down your stars? Not necessarily, because most teams only have one set of stars, and they put them on one line. The Penguins are really right. evenly spread out right now, Mark. That's right. If you, if, you would, if you would divide the ice between those three lines evenly, yep. there would not be an undue amount of wear it's and tear on any of them. Yep. It's literally rolling the lines. And then what you do from there, and this is what I liked about Sullivan's approach last night, is that you give the grunt guys the grunt work. You tell Carter Rowney, go block shots. You tell Tom Kuhnhackle, go do that. Uh, then you don't have any problem with it. You know, then w- w- earn some power plays, get your good guys out on the rink and score. We're talking to Dejan Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Dejan, are the Penguins better right now than they were walking off the ice with the Stanley Cup after Game 6 at Nashville last year? They are because they have Chris Letang. And Derek Broussard. And Derek Broussard. Yeah, I agree. And, and 100% Patrick Horn. However, however, the one that you have to throw in there into the mix um, that's an asterisk is that you know, a year ago they did have Mark Andre Fleury on the roster, and so you knew that you were basically invulnerable in goal. Something was if something was going to happen. Well, right now your the main Penguins, guy, now the Penguins in goal are just in the same situation everybody else. as everybody else. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So I mean, if Tampa loses Andre Vasilevsky, you know they're going to feel it. If Boston loses Tuukka Rask, they're going to feel it. So yeah, what the Penguins had last season, but th- I think this answers your question in the most literal sense, was a freakish. You know, situation there with right, uh, which which will not soon be duplicated anywhere. Which brings me to my next question, which you've already started answering: Are the Penguins more vulnerable now than last year? You've already talked about the goaltending yeah. situation, and uh, also the top four situation this year. If they would lose a top four this year, I think they're much more vulnerable because last year they had daily. And uh, Ron Hainsey played better than we ever could have imagined. Yeah, he did. After he had some early struggles, but then he he really picked it up in the playoffs after that one ridiculous game that were, where he went end to end. This is a defense that was able to win the Stanley Cup through an extraordinarily even distribution of ice time. A lot of them talked about that mark that night in Nashville on the ice after Game Six without prodding as being their greatest point of pride. Uh, as a as a as a team as a unit that they didn't need the guy going twenty three twenty four minutes so yeah you're right if a Latang goes down right now you're not going to be rotating this third pairing even if Hunwick were to improve even if Ruedel were to step in you're not going to be having an even rotation so yeah that's a vulnerability for sure but that said up front I don't see any up front it, it's their it, most it's, good. it's their deepest group up front. Yep. Uh, Deeper than any of the Stanley Cup winning teams, it really is. I mean, I look at center. Yeah, HBK kind of skews that. Yes, but Broussard's clearly better than Benino was. Yes, even then, and uh, and Shane's better than Cullen. And and this version of Gino is at some other level. Yeah, last night he did you know? get a point, but he, <laughs> he also, was great. He was great. He had ten. <laughs> I remember he had five chances in like three seconds. Yeah, at the side of the it net, was there. unbelievable. Yeah. I would have thought one would have just banked in, and he would have got a bit of luck, but. Uh, that's still 22 goals in 22 games. He's been uh, quite incredible. Um, what if they lose again to Boston tomorrow night? That'll be three losses in a row, and and uh, the citizens will be restless. But uh, I don't put much stock into the rest of the regular season, aside from obviously holding on to a playoff spot. And home and home ice. You want that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be better to have than not have. Yeah. But by the same token, I think they have the team they want, and I think that's most important. Uh, all that matters. I, I can guarantee you that... Even as early as tomorrow's skate uh, up at the Garden, you're going to hear 
uh, Mike Sullivan and his assistants preaching nothing other than just worry about yourselves. They're not going to f- spend an awful lot of time on the Bruins or, you know, you know, watch yeah. out for that, that Bergeron. He's that good on draws. Well, yeah, you, now, just have yeah. to, you know what I mean, though? You're not, you're not going to be getting super extensive on that kind of thing. Uh, the most important thing they can do right now is, is spend time with Derek Broussard, uh, talk to him not only about the systems that are involved, but my goodness, how different this system is. And Broussard himself well, compared, talked about compared that Compared to what lesson. he's played Oh, in. yeah. Well, you, you, know what, you know what's a tough decision to make, too? Hmm. Phil Kessel has that ridiculous consecutive game streak. Yeah, yeah. And he probably is hurt enough where he should miss a game. Every other but I, shift. I think Phil takes very great pride in that more than anything he's done individually. I think he's going to have to ask God. I don't think they'll tell him he sits. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know that they're going to order him to do that. That's a difficult thing in hockey because you respect that culture, because you value that culture, because it pays you back uh, when you know that you can count on a guy night after night. Uh, maybe you can cut his ice back a little bit in some ways, um, but it, it's a difficult thing uh, for a coach to deal with, that's for sure, especially when Phil's been so good, you know, on top of everything else. He's been so dedicated. Now, i, I got to get a quick pirate item in. Good, the I'm flying there tomorrow morning. Of, uh, not, don't come to me with your problems. <laughs> the Pirates stand accused of not spending their revenue-sharing money on baseball, and they are obviously guilty, but how can that be proven? And what would the punishment be anyway? Well... The punishment isn't at the team. The punishment is a violation of the collective bargaining agreement, and that goes between the union and the and MLB. This isn't the NFL where they can like dock you draft picks and stuff. Uh, the punishment is, and I'm going to say this to a loud roar of laughter to whoever hears it, is embarrassment. I mean, oh no! <laughs> see, <laughs> I can start right what, here. In the what studio. will the pirates do if that happens? But that's what we're, you know, that's basically what Tony Clark's mission is. And I'm going to be talking to him uh, tomorrow morning in Bradenton after he talks to the Pirates players. It- and now the super genius Mark Madden. What up, sexy ladies and gentlemen? Can I please have your attention? Because I know more about announcing than any man alive. The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino, located in Pittsburgh Strip District. Chapino's coming in next week. They named a hamburger after me. They asked me what I wanted on it. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what ended up on it, but I asked for, is this too much? Blue cheese and bacon, lettuce and tomato, spicy ketchup. That's not too much. Sounds pretty good. Can't wait. So now you can ask Mark anything. Let's go to uh, Ryan and Cranberry. Ryan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, just curious. Uh, are there any musical acts, either alive or dead or not performing, that uh, you haven't ever got to experience that you wish I were? never saw Led Zeppelin. Huh? I saw Plant and Page together a bunch of times, but I and I've seen Plant solo, even Page solo, on that Outrider tour he did a million years ago, but I've, I never saw Led Zeppelin. Oh, all right, thank you. Every time I had a chance, somebody died. And I don't say that to get a laugh. It's true. I I was going to go see them when Robert Plant's son died, and then going to go see him when Bonham died. When Zeppelin used to come to Pittsburgh all the time, I was like 11, 12 years old and not permitted to go by Mrs. Peggy Ann Madden, whose birthday's tomorrow, by the way. I'll celebrate like I always do, by going to the graveyard. I did cut out, I did make it easier on myself, though. I called my friend Beth Shellhaus, who owns Westview Floral, and instead of picking up flowers at the Giant Eagle, 
I'm having them delivered to the grave so I can just get out there and the flowers are already there. Cuts down the uh, catharsis, if you will. Let's go to Tony in Moon Township. Tony, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Tony? Yeah. Thanks for the call, Tony. Uh, Got to be ready. Got to be ready. Uh, by the way, the Jim Rutherford show with uh, Josh Getzoff is after this show. And I, for one, can't wait. Let's go to Tony in Cannonsburg. Tony, ask Mark anything. How you doing, Mark? Great. Hey, do you think Pitt's playing possum until the ACC tournament and they're going to surprise a lot of teams and win it? Yeah, I think they're doing to do that. They're, they're playing possum to do that. And I think they're looking for a high draft pick. All right, thanks, Double M. Okay, good call. Great stuff. Let's go to Calvin in Millville. Calvin, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, Calvin. Hey, so um, I want to talk to you about the World Cup. It's coming up this summer, and I want to get your opinion on who you think is going to win it all this year. Probably Germany or Brazil. Gutsy picks, so? huh? Who do you think? I, I personally think it's going to be Germany, but I'd love to see Iceland go far. Didn't they have the fluky run the last time? They won't have a fluky run this time. You see, I don't care that much about international soccer. I'll watch it. But my main concern in international soccer is that no Liverpool players get hurt. Like, like I've often answered, if you gave me a choice between the U.S. winning the World Cup, which won't happen this year, uh, and Liverpool winning the English League, I'd take Liverpool winning the English League time and again. Let's go to Dan and Peters. Dan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, sorry if you already uh, talked about this, but I'm curious. Uh, what do you think of? Uh, or what did you think of Jari's performance last night? Uh, I thought since DeSmith played, Jari had kind of oh. an off night. Sorry. Same question. Uh, DeSmith's performance last night. I thought he made some good saves. I thought he let in two goals that were stoppable. The deflection goal, I know is a deflection, but if he's on his post, he makes the save. And I thought the long shot, the wrist shot by uh, Paul Mary was a hell of a shot, but you got to stop that shot, even if it was through a bit of a screen. Let's take another one. Uh, Brandon in the car. Brandon, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, what up? What up? Who do you think the uh, favorite coming out of the Western Conference is right now? I hate to say it because I never would have thought it. Nashville. I couldn't agree more. I think Nashville looks better there. than anybody, although Nashville will have a tougher time in their division than, honestly, Vegas will in theirs. Vegas is 12 points better than second place San Jose, and Vegas is way faster than any playoff team in the Pacific. So I think Vegas is a real good bet to get to the conference final, but I think either the Predators or the Jets will beat them at that point. Well, the show's over, and I'm glad. Good talk, see you out there. 105.9.